The Second Day God said, Let there be an expanse in the middle of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. God made the expanse and divided the waters which were under the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse. And it was so. God called the expanse heaven. There was evening and there was morning the second day. The Gospel according to Matthew, the 21st chapter. Jesus entered into the temple of God and drove out all of those who sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the money changers' tables and the seats of those who sold the doves. He said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. The lame and the blind came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children who were crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? Jesus said to them, Yes. Did you never read? Out of the mouth of children and nursing babies you have perfected praise. He left them and went out of the city to Bethany and camped there.
O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise to thee, O Christ, King of eternal glory. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler, and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear, and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. False witnesses did rise up. They laid to my charge things that I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. This thou hast sent, O Lord. Keep not silence. O Lord, be not far from me. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler, and stand up for mine help. The Old Testament lesson for Monday in Holy Week is written in the 50th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the 5th verse. The Lord God has opened my ear. I was not rebellious. I have not turned back. I gave my back to those who beat me, and my cheeks to those who plucked off the hair. I didn't hide my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore I have not been confounded. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I won't be disappointed. He who justifies me is near. Who will bring charges against me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God will help me. Who is he who will condemn me? Behold, they will all grow old like a garment. The moths will eat them up. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant? He who walks in darkness and has no light, let him trust in the Lord's name and rely on his God. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the second chapter of the first epistle of St. Peter, beginning at the 21st verse. Brothers, for you were called to this, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving you an example that you should follow his steps who didn't sin, neither was conceit found in his mouth. When he was cursed, he didn't curse back. When he suffered, he didn't threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, may live to righteousness. You were healed by his wounds. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Stir up thyself and awake to my judgment, even unto my cause, my God and my Lord. Draw out also the spear, and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. O remember not against us former iniquities, let thy tender mercies speedily prevent us, for we are brought very low. 
Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us, and purge away our sins, for thy name's sake. Gospel is according to St. John, the twelfth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. So they made him a supper there. Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Therefore, Mary took a pound of ointment of pure nard, very precious, and anointed Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the ointment. Then Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, one of the disciples, who would betray him, said, Why hasn't this ointment sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? Now he said this, not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and having the money box, used to steal what was put into it. But Jesus said, Leave her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you don't always have me. A large crowd, therefore, of the Jews learned that he was there, and they came, not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests conspired to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. On the next day, a great multitude had come to the feast. When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took the branches of the palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel! Jesus, having found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written, don't be afraid, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king comes, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples didn't understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, they remembered that these things were written about him, and that they had done these things to him. The multitude, therefore, that was with him, when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, was testifying about it. For this cause also the multitude went and met him, because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, See how you accomplish nothing? Behold, the whole world has gone after him. Now there were certain Greeks among those who went up to worship at the feast. These therefore came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we want to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew came with Philip, and they told Jesus. Jesus answered them, 
The time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen, amen, I tell you. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life will lose it. He who hates his life in this world will keep it to eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. Where I am, there my servant will also be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this time. But I came to this time for this cause. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came out of heaven, saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore the multitude who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice hasn't come for my sake, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the prince of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. But he said this, signifying by what kind of death he should die. The multitude answered him, We have heard out of the law that the Christ remains forever. How do you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus therefore said to them, Yet a little while the light is with you. Walk while you have the light. That darkness doesn't overtake you. He who walks in the darkness doesn't know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become children of the light. Jesus said these things, and he departed and hid himself from them. But though he had done so many signs before them, yet they didn't believe in him, that the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke, Lord, who has believed our report? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this cause they didn't believe. For Isaiah said again, He has blinded their eyes, and he hardened their heart, lest they should see with their eyes and perceive with their heart, and would turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things when he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, even many of the rulers believed in him, but because of the Pharisees they didn't confess it, so that they wouldn't be put out of the synagogue, for they loved men's praise more than God's praise. Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people. In Salem also is his tabernacle, and his dwelling place in Zion. He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people. A Sermon by St. Augustine, with my edits and additions. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus says in the Gospel, Let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. We can certainly understand 
the poor you have with you always. What Jesus has said, therefore, is true. When were the poor wanting in the church? He says, but me you do not have always. What does our Lord mean by this? How are we to understand me you do not have always? Well, don't be alarmed. It was addressed to Judas. Why then did he not say, you, specifically, you, Judas only, will have, instead of you, it's a plural pronoun, you, all of you, will have. Why does Jesus say the latter and not the former? In other words, why did Jesus Jesus address Judas in the plural pronoun instead of a singular pronoun? Who else would Jesus be talking to besides Judas? Because Judas is not here a unit. That is, he doesn't represent just himself here. One wicked man represents the whole body of the wicked. In the same way as Peter represents the whole body of the good. Yes, the body of the church. Because if, in Peter's case, there he was not the sacramental, that is, the manifest symbol of the church, the Lord would not have said to him, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. If this was said only to Peter, if only Peter received the keys of the kingdom, Jesus would have given no ground of action to the church. But if this is the case also, that the whole church received the keys— then what is bound on earth is bound in heaven, and what is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. For when the church excommunicates, the excommunicated person is bound in heaven. When one is reconciled by the church, the person is reconciled, that is, loosed in heaven. If such is the case, that the church received the keys from Christ, then Peter, in receiving the keys, represented the holy church. If then... Peter in his person represented the good, the faithful in the church, and in Judas's person were represented the bad in the church, then to those evil in the church does Christ say, but me you do not have always. But what means the not always? And why use the word always? Well, it means this. If you are good, if you belong to the body represented by Peter, Then you have Christ both now and hereafter, now by faith, by sign, by the sacrament of baptism, by the bread and wine of the altar. You have Christ now, but you will have him always, for you have gone hence. You will come to him who said to the thief on the cross, Today you shall be with me in paradise. But if you live wickedly, you may seem to have Christ now because you enter the church. You sign yourself with the cross. You are baptized with the baptism of Christ. You mingle yourself with the members of Christ. You approach his altar. Yes, now you have Christ. But by living wickedly, you will not have him always. However, Christ's saying of me you do not have always may also be understood in this way. The good, that is the faithful, may take it also as addressed to themselves, but not as a source of anxiety. It's nothing to worry about. For our Lord was speaking of his bodily presence. For in respect to our Lord's majesty, his providence, his ineffable and invisible grace, he in these ways fulfills his own words where he promises, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. But in respect to the flesh, he assumed as the word 
as he was the son of the virgin, of the flesh where he was seized by the Jews, nailed to the tree, let down from the cross, was enveloped in a shroud, laid in a sepulchre, and manifested his resurrection. In respect to all this, then, you do not have him always. And why? Because in respect of his bodily presence, he associated for forty days with his disciples, and then, having brought them with him, for the purpose of witnessing and not following him, he ascended into heaven, and is no longer here as he was. He is, indeed, sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he is here also, having never withdrawn the presence of his glory. In other words, in respect to his divine presence, we always have Christ. In respect to his presence in the flesh, it was rightly said to the disciples, Me you do not have always. In this respect, the church enjoyed his presence only for a few days. Now she possesses him by faith, without seeing him with the eyes. In whichever way, then, it is said, But me you do not have always. It can no longer, I suppose, after either of these understandings, remain as a subject of doubt. After all, Christ is with us still in the word, in our baptism, and by his flesh and blood at the altar, even if it was not as the church had him before in humiliation, or will have him again in the day to come. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I said, O Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness. And let thy saints shout for joy. O Lord, save our rulers. Let the king hear us when we call. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. Remember thy congregation. 
which thou hast purchased of old. Peace be within thy walls, and prosperity within thy palaces. Let us pray for our absent brethren. O thou, our God, save thy servants that trust in thee. Let us pray for the brokenhearted and the captives. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Send him help from the sanctuary, and strengthen them out of Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. Wash me thoroughly, O Lord, from mine iniquity. Turn us again, O God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Arise, O Christ, for our help, and redeem us for thy mercy's sake. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Grant, we beseech you, Almighty God, that we who amid so many adversities do fail through our own infirmities, may be restored through the passion and intercession of your only begotten Son. Almighty and everlasting God, who hates nothing that you have created and forgives the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of you, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. 
Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Give peace in our days, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us except thou, our God. O Lord, let there be peace in thy strength and abundance in thy towers. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness. Through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast so graciously protected us this day. And we beseech thee to forgive us all our sins and the wrong which we have done, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all the perils and dangers of this night. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.